Welcome to the Jesus People segment of the Antioch Indie Podcast, a place where each week we're going to hear from different people about what it means to walk with God. We hope that you leave encouraged and equipped and that this builds your faith for what God wants to do in your life. Welcome, everybody, to the Jesus People segment of Antioch Indie's Podcast. I'm your Ooh. host, Karis Freegi. the host. Today, yeah, today <laughs> clearly, I have Andrew Zanako, um, who is our lead pastor, and I have him here today for a specific reason. You also have your two cups. I also have my two cups of iced coffee and water, because mm. you just can't, coffee actually makes you more thirsty, so it never satiates. Anyway, and you have water in a coffee mug, so water. that's deceptive and not very exciting. Um, but I have you here today, Andrew, because I would like to talk about culture with the caveat that sometimes you walk into like a business or uh-huh. a place and there's something it's like you perceive it but it's not spoken yeah. you know when you walk into yeah. a place of excellence and you're like oh clearly they have mm-hmm. tried to establish something here mm-hmm. um and i like things to be spelled out yeah and so i feel like for everyone listening as they walk into antioch and they have different thoughts. You know, every church has its own culture and its yeah. own things that they value. And so I just thought, why don't we talk about it instead of having it be the the thing we don't talk about. The thing we don't talk about. But we about, hope yeah. people catch. Right, yes. You know? Totally. So. No, I think that's great. I mean, I thought a lot about culture for a long time. And I think it becomes more and more a part of, I've noticed it become more and more a part of the church conversation over the last handful of years. But I think it's true of like, whether it's a business or church or really any group of people at all. Uh, there is a culture and I think what that word means is kind of what you said of like so for us you know we have our mission statement Mm -hmm. which is preach the gospel of the kingdom and make others great right and then we have these core values that we have that we are living out and we're doing the values course and all this kind of stuff so we have a mission and we have values and so the values are like personal devotion to Jesus uh, discipleship life group Mm -hmm. corporate gatherings living on mission Mm -hmm. so those are kind of there's a there's an aim that you're going for as a group of people, whether it's like a friendship or a family, a church, a business or whatever. You have a purpose that you're going after and then you have kind of actions like a way that you're trying to accomplish the aim or the purpose. And the culture is different than any of those things, because I think the culture is the experience Right. Of what it's like when you do those actions pursuing that goal. Mm-hmm. What is it actually like? What's it like for the people who are involved in it? And what's it like for the people who are kind of like on the outside? So, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, walking into a business or walking into a church or walking into some place. What's it like for kind of somebody on the outside who experiences sort of the group of people doing their thing, going after their purpose? But then for the group of people, what's it like for them as they're a part of the team right. going after that? deal and so i think culture is important because like you said my nose is really itchy today it's okay excuse me Uh, i think like you said you know the culture happens Mm -hmm. whether you're intentional with it or not right and most of the time you don't know like if you think about the american culture i don't know what it is i'm just submerged in it until i go to another country and then i become aware like oh that was totally my like culturally yeah you know and just how yeah you can offend people in different cultures without even knowing it <laughs> yes and it's almost That's that true. same idea like how do we yeah. how do we have context for who we are mm-hmm. and then be like oh this is our culture this is what people sense when they're around right. us this is how they feel this is what we value yeah but yeah. It, it it almost feels like the unspoken like if you think about our families all have cultures yeah exactly and if i were to come into your family and do what i do in my family totally you know totally well i mean i 
you totally experience that all the time. You go over to somebody else's house for dinner and they just do things differently. So different. Like they're doing all the same thing. I know. Like eating Chad's dinner. family only puts pepper on the table. My family only puts salt. Interesting. And it was like such a, when we got married. Wow. We were just Ma- confused. Now heaven. we have to bring both because it's <laughs> match like, made in heaven. And Eden, our daughter even is always like, daddy never salts anything. I'm like, I know. Just yeah. the free gene. The free gene. They, they don't. don't do salt. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think culture happens, you know, right. whether you're intentional with it or not, it's going to happen. Totally. And so I think it's really important for us as a church to be intentional about it because right. I think that a lot of people, uh, even a lot of people who would say they have, if we zoom in on church, people who have, you know, negative experiences with church or whatever, I think that there's a lot of times that it comes down to culture type yeah. of things Right. that, you know, there's not a whole lot of churches with, you know, explicitly... Uh, negative aims or missions, right. you know, or, and, they are, they and the values, know that that and the values are yeah. all really similar between, yeah. you know, churches. I remember when we were starting this church and we were meeting with somebody before we moved and he was like, you know, what, what what's your church about or whatever? And we're kind of like, you know, love God, love people, make disciples. And he said, okay, what makes you different than any other hundred churches doing the same thing? Yeah. I was like, totally. I don't think that one, you know, I don't think it's a negative thing. I'm glad that we're all trying to do those things. Right. But the point is the aim and the, the actions like isn't really where the shortcoming is a lot of the time. I think where we have, I think where there's a lot of gray area and where a lot of the space is to fill with like good experience or potentially negative experiences and things like that is, is in that kind of culture atmosphere type of realm of like, right. how, how, how do we actually go about these things? Mm-hmm. And so I think when, you hear people talk about uh, feeling like they they can't go to a church because they just feel judged all the time yeah. or stuff like that. I think part of that is just people feel judged because they know that they're doing wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. whether anybody's actually judging them or not, I think people feel that sometimes. But then there's the other side where that's a legitimate thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, so the culture, there can be a culture of like being judgmental. Right. Which is like, we're trying to love God and we're going after all these things. And if people aren't, then we, then we judge them. And that's not something that a lot of people would explicitly say. Right. Some people would, I guess. But so I think that's one of those unintentional things that just kind of happens. Yeah, absolutely. If you're not focusing on defining it. And so I think that's what we've been trying to work on is coming up with let's define the culture that we want to have, because Mm -hmm. if we don't define it, it'll still happen and it might not be what we want. Yeah. And I think that there's so many testimonies and so many people in our church are talking pretty consistently about loving the culture of our church. Mm-hmm. And I think our church has a great culture. Mm-hmm. And, but if you try to say, okay, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to get lots of different answers, which right. is a bad thing. It just means it's hard to grow. It's hard to multiply Definitely. that out. So, well, and I feel like it's helpful to hear from you. Cause I, I, you know, even extrovert versus introvert, different cultural things. Sometimes you can feel like, like, especially in our church, like, it seems like we have a lot of loud, like, we're kind of loud. We agree with you a lot on Sunday. Yeah. I remember I had someone in town and they were like, I don't think I could preach with that many people talking to me the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? We like do that to support you. <laughs> but just to hear you say like, no, that's not like, th- like, yes, that's totally part of what we do. But like, it, it's not a, it's not a better or worse if people are louder or less loud. You know, yeah, it's like you're, totally. I just feel like it yeah. could be a helpful conversation for people who are coming to our church. that are like, well, I'm kind of more yeah. quiet and I'm less demonstrative. And this right. seems to be just a demonstrative church it's like yeah. how do we in, how do we be one mm-hmm. and say like we need yeah all different types of people right and how do we make a culture together totally i just feel like it's important to hear yeah. from you mm-hmm. 
that what our culture is so that there isn't that misunderstanding of I must not belong here totally because I'm this yeah or like I don't I, do this one thing or right. whatever yeah I think yeah. that's really good so yeah. uh, we've been yeah I've been really working on trying to figure trying to define our culture and really excited about it and we're going to be going over it in our like membership dinners that are coming up or happening that we're kicking off soon yeah talking about you know as a member of Antioch basically what we're saying is we're committing to our mission we're committing to our our values and we're committing to our culture mm-hmm. and growing in that way as individuals in the context of a community that's trying to follow Jesus together. We want to do this together. And so yeah. on the culture side, you know, as we've tried to define it and think about it, even as we've been talking about culture right now, it gets such a sensory experience. It's, it's sort of abstract. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you, you know, for people listening, maybe you're starting to connect dots like, Oh, that's what that is when I experience at my favorite store right. or the gym that I go to that I go to this gym instead of that gym. I can't tell you why, but I just like it better. Yeah, you know, definitely. it's like there's just a better culture. And so how do you define those things? And I think in realizing that they're so experiential and sensory. So we're kind of framing them around the five senses mm-hmm. of like the five human senses. And so like the culture that we're wanting to create that we're starting to put language to is number one that like we always see honor mm-hmm. or I mean that totally nope. set up. We see hope honor is a different yeah, one. We, <laughs> see hope. we see hope. And I, I want us to be a people that, you know, it doesn't mean that things aren't tough sometimes, mm-hmm. but it means that like as a community of people, our eyes always see hope in every situation and every circumstance. Like if God is the God of hope, mm-hmm. then we need to train our eyes to always see hope. And I That's want that good. to be people's experience when they come around us, no matter mm-hmm. what your situation is, if you step in, we're not going to ignore the things that aren't good or aren't tough or aren't trying to be hope, whatever, like, but we're going to, we're going to fight to be a people who see hope right. in, in all of those, in any type of situation. Yeah. And then like our touch brings joy. I'm hoping that our our touch as a people can bring joy so that if one of, you know, if one of your friends interacts with you or if one of my friends interacts with me, like I hope I add joy to the equation. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that everything's always smiles and giggles, but there's just a joy. And yeah. the Lord says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so yeah. when people have a touch with our community on an individual level, on a Sunday morning or whatever, I hope that we give strength like enjoy that mm-hmm. we just bring that to the equation when people rub shoulders with us that we bring joy to the situation so our we see hope we our touch brings joy i'm hoping that our our sound can always bring honor so like the way that we speak about people the way that we speak about god the way that we speak other about churches. each other other churches yeah. other just anything like mm-hmm. politicians mm-hmm. hello you know i mm-hmm. we need our sound to bring honor and right. i think honor is such a huge deal in the kingdom mm-hmm. and i think that if we can be a community that our sound is honor you know like the sound coming from us is honor i think that that like wins so much favor with people yeah, because definitely. you can disagree right. like for sure. And you can think things are like wrong mm-hmm. and like it doesn't honor doesn't mean that everything you agree with everybody and there's no standard or whatever. It's just is like the way Bill Johnson, the pastor at Bethel church says, it, he says honor is celebrating who somebody is without stumbling over who they aren't. Oh, that's really good. I think it's Duh. amazing. I mean, yeah. anything he says, uh, yeah, like, he yeah, has a way of saying things. There's another one. And I think that just captures the heart yeah. so great, which is like, cool we can disagree with whoever about whatever I can or, or anything, but that doesn't mean I have to dishonor that human mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. And we're missing that 
in our world. Yeah. Our world is hungry for people to model. How do you love people that you disagree with? How do you love people that you have conflict with? Right. And so I hope our honor brings sound. And I think so that means our sound kind of coming out of us is honor towards people who, who kind of aren't part of our community, but within our community, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's just as rare, frankly, in church culture to be able to disagree, but still honor each other. Yeah. And, you know, our, our marriages need to be full of honor. Our friendships need to be full of honor. Everything just needs to be full of honor. Yeah. Even as we're all growing and doing all this stuff, if we can have a sound that is always speaking honor towards people and not dishonor, I mean, just think about how secure we could all be mm-hmm. around each other if we knew that nobody was being dishonorable behind our backs. Mm-hmm. It'd be awesome. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And I just think that it's possible and mm-hmm. we can do it. And then I think the other side of that is that we we're always honoring God, mm-hmm. you know, like we, that needs to be our, our worship, our yeah. speech, our lives, like the, the sound from the vibrations of our life need right, to be honoring definitely. towards God. So yeah. our sound brings honor. What else is there? We, oh, these are, these other two are kind of a little bit abstract, but um, one of them being, we taste like grace. I think that we need to taste like grace and it sounds kind of funny, but in the same way, I think it perfectly describes exactly what, I mean, like in sort of that abstract way, like just like when you taste something, you're trying to figure out what that, what that one mm-hmm. bit was. And you kind of like, like just kind of smack you like, what is that? You know, like, I want that to be grace mm-hmm. for us as a people. When we interact with the world around us, when the world interacts with the world, with, with us, we, there needs to be that experience of where people walk away and are like, man, I don't like what is that one thing mm-hmm. that was like so good mm-hmm. and it, I, that's got to be grace and John 1 talks about Jesus coming full of grace and full of truth and mm-hmm. you know it kind of makes me think of like you know as we are the people of God we're serving a platter of truth to the world and it needs to be salted with grace mm-hmm. you know it needs to be seasoned with grace all the way on top yeah and because it's not they're not mutually exclusive they yeah, work definitely. perfectly together mm-hmm. for jesus to be full of both i mean they must complement each other perfectly so we taste like grace and the last one is we smell like faith and again that kind of sounds a little goofy but you know to me i just think about somebody walking into the sanctuary on a sunday morning and if you think about smell it just kind of surrounds you mm-hmm. and fills the air and like you just kind of breathe it in. And I like, I think that's true for us that we really do smell like faith right now. But I I want that to be true for us that if you come around us, like you're just going to like, there's just faith, there's faith in these people. And uh, like we I've said from the beginning, you know, I remember back to some of our earliest meetings saying like, if we, if we never grow, never whatever become some thing that looks like anything on the outside, if there's, if we could just be a people that our city knows, you know, if you need God to move in your life, if you need something, go find some of those Antioch people that are going to pray. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm game yeah. for that. That's amazing. Yeah. So those are our five senses, our five cultural definitions. So we had, we, we see hope. Mm-hmm. Thought that was good. Yep. I'm like, ha- I'm like kind of judging us on this one. Like, yeah. I feel like we're doing pretty good there. Okay. Yeah. So we see hope. <laughs> uh, we hear, what was the next one? No, we sound like honor. That wasn't the next one. Yeah. We see so hope. We see our, hope. Touch our touch brings, brings joy. joy. Sound, Sound is like honor, honor. taste like, like grace, grace, smell, smell like, like faith. faith. That's so good. Those need, those Did are you good. come up with that all on your own? Uh, I mean, I think it was me and the Holy Ghost. That's awesome. On the beach in Mexico with my wife. That we is just, the place. I know. Just laying there. For inspiration. There, laying there. 
<laughs> laying under the sun. And uh, this was like a couple weeks ago. That's and awesome. My body was tingling because it didn't know what to do with sunshine. Yeah, seriously. It's been a long winter. It's been a long winter. My skin winter. was like, what the heck is happening right I now? I know. It's worse than other parts of the world, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was still thankful. I mean, heck, I was on. It was right, awesome. On a beach. But yeah, I'm not complaining. That's for sure. No, I think that's helpful. I think that's really good. And I think it's something that we can not just say from the front, but it it's something to point in our D groups and in our conversations with each other. It's like a good check, you know? And yeah. Because, like, we're going to, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. That's and true. I don't want to dishonor people who sharpen me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nothing more. When you're frustrated, there's nothing more that I want than to call someone and be frustrated with them right. over something. Yeah. And it's like it, it helps set up groundwork for when you experience being disenfranchised with different things. Like right. it's like in the church setting, hey, these are some good parameters when yeah. you feel frustrated. Totally. Are you smelling like faith in yeah. the person? No. Like am I tasting like grace with the person? Yeah. Probably not. You right. know, it's like it's right. a really good uh, – a good Holy yeah. Spirit check. I think it gives us framework for <laughs> ourselves and then also for like how to believe the best in other people. Like yeah. if this really is our culture, mm-hmm. then if person one and person two are having some sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, and when when they're both thinking about it off on their selves, then they can fight to believe these things about that other person. Yeah. You know, if it's like, man, that person really rubbed me the wrong way or said something or disappointed me or whatever. I mean, real things are going to happen. It gives, it gives us a framework as maybe the one who got hurt or got offended or whatever to be like, okay, I'm going to believe that they were, when they said that they weren't trying to be dishonoring. Mm -hmm. It just really dishonored me. Mm -hmm. And so we still need to talk about it, but it doesn't need to be so combative. Mm -hmm. You know, we can start from the place of believing Mm -hmm. the best in each other and have the conversation of like, Hey, just want you to know i know i'm i'm assuming you didn't mean it this way but when you said that it really hit me this way yeah <laughs> you yeah. know and instead of coming at people and being like you always say stuff like that right and you you know it just gets nasty yeah i, I think too hearing all that is really helpful um because it's not a personality type um it's not like all right. enfps gather here right. for this church it's like no you can you can smell like faith yeah and love Bonhoeffer and sitting in a room and contemplative prayer and whatever. Like, it's right. like, you can do that. Yeah. Or you can be a total charismatic loony and yeah. smell like faith. Do you know what I mean? And like a great way. Like, yeah. I consider myself right. one of those. It's like, you can be yeah. whatever and fit these things. And the Lord, he's not. Anyway, just I want yeah. us to be a gathering of really diverse people mm-hmm. where people are like, how do these people even become friends? But yeah. it's that John 17, like. Let's make them one. Right. As you and I are one. Yeah. Because all the things are, all these things are way bigger than personal preferences Definitely. or personalities and all that kind of stuff. So there's yeah. room for differences and all of those things kind of underneath this umbrella. Mm-hmm. You know, you d- even mentioned people uh, giving feedback during sermons and stuff. And that's something like I love and trying right. to, we're like always, tr- we're trying to cultivate that because I think, I think it, I think it helps kind of catalyze faith in the room yeah. when it's like, oh yeah, like we're actually engaged with this whole thing yeah. or whatever. And at the same time, there's not some expectation that everybody's shouting all the time yeah. or something like that. And it's like, you, you're not only a good Antioch'er mm-hmm. if you shout during Definitely. the sermon or whatever. It's, it's not, that's not the point. We're just kind of going for faith and faith can look like a thousand different things. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, but I think, I hope this is going to be helpful for us. Yeah. And hopefully it gets painted on a wall somewhere. That'd be awesome. We have Kinda a lot like of the, things on the, the wall. The mission statement, I know. Yeah, no, we it's need great. To add to it. It's really great. And I think I was talking to some people recently, and they were associating a specific um, 
like denomination with a lot of shame and mm. we were just the, these people like whatever aren't even in church or anything and it was just so interesting because i was like wow this is like the conclusive like everyone in the room agreed this was what this looks like this religion looks like this yeah, and uh, this is how you feel and it involved a lot of shame and I, and I was just thinking like man i don't want my kids to walk out of this one day and be like well you know that antioch church and yeah. then everyone know what that means right you know like i yeah. hope that they know what it means in terms right. of a wow that was an awesome place for you to grow up you yeah. know or like a yeah. place where you must have really encountered real people for sure walking with a real god and for um, sure for sure and i and i hope that you know kind of like you're saying it leaves so much room for anybody to be anywhere on the journey mm -hmm. that it's not like some standard of perfection mm -hmm. that we're demanding of each other or expecting of everybody else i mean i think those five things anybody can walk into that environment like i can walk into that environment and i'm like I need all those, like I need grace from people, you know, yeah. like I, I would, I really appreciate if people don't talk mess about my, about me behind yeah. my back. I need joy from other people. Like yeah. I need all of these things from everybody right. else. And so it's not like a Christian this or non-Christian that type of thing. It's like anybody should be able to walk in and as the people of God, this is kind of what the experience yeah. should be like. And, and then in the midst of journeys and disagreements or conversations or growth or challenge or encouragement, or whatever, all of those things kind of happen. I think you said this at the beginning. It kind of gives a framework for all of those yeah, things to definitely. happen that like, hey, cool, let's let's have this conversation about a tough subject or mm -hmm. like, I mean, I mentioned politicians. It's like how to like, man, we've got to change the tone I know, of this whole thing. I mean, it's nasty. And I know. Like, the church, like we've got to set a new standard here and like set a new uh, model like a new example yeah. of like we've got to we we need to model these things of the world like how do you how do you navigate hard things without demonizing everybody right totally. I mean like my goodness you know how do you disagree with somebody without cursing them mm -hmm. and whatever and mm -hmm. like it's just brutal yeah how we as as just humans and as the church at large and you know whatever like I, I've done it too I've said stupid stuff mm -hmm. but I just think that there's so much there's so much potential um, available in like a clarified culture if we'll live it out. Definitely. Because I think I think that's the missing piece. Like going back to what we talked about at the beginning, I think some people have gotten so turned off by things not because they're not true, but because they taste bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like absolutely it, it, in church itself. I mean, that's what's right. so hard. I like feel so concerned for the people who come in once and get turned off by one church and then mm -hmm. never try any other ones. I'm like, dang it. Like, yeah. But I, I think it goes back to all of that. If we are intentional about setting up a place, you know, we can't guarantee everyone has a good experience yeah. every time, mm -hmm. you know, but like yeah. if we're walking in that, it, it makes me think of several things The tasting like grace. Um, I know like as a, as a church and we have a high value for personal time with God. Right. So, yeah. And like the suggested amount would be like an hour in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But if we're tasting like grace, um, I feel like I'm always looking for a religion. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. check this box and then you'll be like spiritual. Yeah. And I, I think I, this is what I do appreciate about you is I feel like you're very like you're good at not, making religious things religious just to be religious mm. it's like why do we spend time with god yeah because it feeds my soul so then right. it becomes instead of like now you have to spend an hour with god if you're gonna be part of the d school or if you're gonna be part of whatever yeah. it's like actually just encounter god right. and then it doesn't matter how long it's like <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah um, yeah and i feel like if we can 
if we can continue to hold this culture up as we send things out to people and challenge people like hey mm-hmm. let's memorize scripture yeah. well that can become a noose around your neck and yes you anything, search yeah. the scripture because you think you have found life you right. get your refuse to come to me like jesus said that and I was yeah. like, what so i just feel like the more that we can we can use that and hold on to these the, these principles in the middle of encouraging and exhorting people mm-hmm. it'll just be really big yeah yeah i think so and i think back to something you were just saying about like you know people having a good experience and mm-hmm. everything i think it defines what a good experience means yeah because again kind of in the church world like that can that can be such a loaded couple of words right. like we want people to have a good experience right. like those words can get so loaded and you know like as something we've said from the beginning is that our target audience as a church is jesus i wanted to bring that up because i remember you saying that i can even remember like the sunday you saying yeah. that and being like that's so that's what i want to be part of right i don't want a consumer experience i don't mm-hmm. although i want people to feel welcome and i yeah. want my kids to be taken care of and mm-hmm. all that totally and yeah i mean i think i think if if Jesus is our target audience, then everything, then we should do everything the best we can do it. Right. You know, but there's a difference between, I, I've just, yeah, real frankly, like there's no one person that's the target audience of our church. There's no one demographic that's the target audience of our church. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the target audience. Like mm-hmm. if our church is great for some demographic of people and doesn't honor Jesus, it's not church. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, and then it's a party. Yeah. And parties are great, but it's yeah. not it's different. And yeah. like we're not going to be uh driven by the fluctuating preferences and opinions and all of that kind of stuff of some demographic or some individual or or even me. I mean that being said, of course, my and our preferences will play through, you know, because right. we're, we're people. I mean, right. so those things will happen. But those aren't the driving factors of, like, you know, worship in our church is aimed at Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, sure, it has, like, whatever our flavor is or, or the person leading the song. Of course, they're going to have their flavor on it, which I think honors God, you know, mm-hmm, because definitely. he made that person. But, yeah, Jesus is our target audience. So what does a good experience mean? A good experience for people doesn't necessarily get defined by everything was perfectly up to their preferences right. or whatever on an individual level. Like that will never happen ever. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you get, if you get two people in a room, you're not going to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So that's not the goal because one, you can't hit it. And it, so it just doesn't matter. So a good experience means these five culture pieces were lived out. That's that good. people were in an environment where they experienced honor, where they got joy brought to their life people around them brought hope into their life they mm-hmm. were surrounded by grace they were an environment filled with faith mm-hmm. and then individual so and so did whatever they did with it mm-hmm. which is all of our choice in the end with jesus which is like did jesus make everybody perfectly comfortable absolutely not right so he wasn't the one that was wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, he, no, he was perfectly living the culture of the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. and he was exam- exemplifying it and he was manifesting the father to us perfectly mm-hmm. and still a ton of people turned away so yeah. they didn't make jesus wrong it just means people didn't want it right and so there's always that you mm-hmm. know but i think as far as our responsibility goes as believers as, as a church or whatever i think we need to learn from jesus and say okay as his people we're here for him mm-hmm. primarily we're here for him mm-hmm so I check my preferences at the door. I check my opinions at the door and I submit those things to him so we can have conversations about all those things. Those matter to a point. But ultimately, it's just we're, we're turning to Jesus. So 
are we focusing on the the main target audience here and are we loving people well Mm -hmm. which is really what these culture things are all about so and that's you know that's why i said you know do everything you can do the best you can do it because i think that just loves people right you know when we take care of kids well it's like yeah, yeah we care about these little humans so yeah. let's take care of them well it's yeah. not some excuse of like jesus is the target audience so nothing matters you right know? <laughs> it's like i don't know where those lines get crossed but uh yeah it's great I, don't know. I think it's great i think it's exciting i think so we're having these um this value course that you're emailing out and then at the end of that mm-hmm. you have a dinner yeah which we're starting when? What is yeah, the first Yeah, so one? if you don't know about the values course, check out the values course. Mm-hmm. It is a six-part video series, nine to 12 minutes long each video. Uh, the first one is about kind of our story and vision as a church, and then the next five are our core values for a church. So what are our values? How do we live them out? How do we talk about them? And that's for anybody. So we send that out to everybody who's a guest at our church, and we're ask, also asking that everybody who's been here from the Zanaco House living room days, you know, mm-hmm. to check it out just so we can get all on the same page and get in the same language. And then after completing the values course, you'll be invited to take the next step, which is becoming a member at Antioch, which essentially just means, okay, now I know these values, but now I want to commit to living these values as a part of this family. Yeah. So um, you'll be sent a document that kind of outlines what it, what the commitment is kind of like a member to Antioch and what the commitment is sort of Antioch to a member. What did, what does that look like? And hopefully define that in a really clear way. You'll be invited to come to a dinner with other folks who are wanting to take that same step. Uh, we'll feed you. We'll hang out. We'll do some Q and a, we'll share a little bit more kind of behind the scenes stuff for church stuff, like some, just some brief financial things, that kind of thing. Just bring everybody in on the loop. And uh, then we move forward from there. So it's, it's all super easy to, to be a part of. You can find it on our YouTube channel and sign up and under any one of those videos and you'll get led along and all that kind of stuff. But it's great. yeah, it's really exciting. Cool. Well, I'm glad we did this. Yeah. Thanks, Karis. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with another story. I think the best. Ooh, Sam and Sarah I best. Know, right? Don't miss it, folks. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening with us today. If you would like any further information or resources, you can visit AntiochIndy.com or find us on Instagram at AntiochIndy.